1: We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose driven life.
0: Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast. Today on the Girl Powerful podcast, we talked with Tyler Peck, principal dancer with the New York City Ballet. Tyler wooed us with her truthful storytelling and grace. Through her discipline, she has reached success in her athleticism mental strength and professional career. We hope that this conversation helps you tap into your unique gifts.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the Girl Powerful podcast. Today we have Tyler Peck, a principal dancer at the New York City Ballet and author of Katerina Ballerina along with Kyle Harris. Thank you so much for being here Tyler. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're so excited to talk to you because a lot of the girls in our Girl Powerful program are athletes, and that's where they put a lot of their focus and energy into, so I think it's really important for people like you who are, you know, use your strength and your capabilities to have a career and be in front of people is huge to talk to girls like we work with. It's a lot of
0: people's dreams, and we hear that when we're like journaling in class that everyone wants to be some version of an elite athlete at a young age and then that's what we kind of want to talk to you about is how do you get over that hump to actually like live those dreams out
1: yeah so first let's just hear a little bit about your journey to become a professional ballerina
2: okay well I actually never wanted to be a ballerina like funny enough yeah I, I always wanted to dance I grew up dancing my mother is a dance teacher and has a studio. So since I was, you know, I was babysat at her dance studio. So dance was always sort of around. And she said, from a very young age, I was always wanting to get up and move and I would never sit still. Um, She said that the music was always really important to me. And I would always just kind of, you know, get up and want to start grooving. (laughs) Um, But ballet was actually, to me, the most boring of all of the styles that I could take because, I think it does take the most discipline so it's hard to kind of grab the attention of somebody who is younger I think it's a lot easier for them to like for say a um, jazz class or a tap class or something that's a little bit more physical and you could relate to a pop song a little bit easier um, instead of classical music and so for me I was always like oh ballet is so boring but my mom said you know, in order to be good in any kind of dance, you really need technique. And that's where the ballet comes in. So thankfully, she made me do that because I would have never had the career that I've had. And it wasn't until I went to the School of American Ballet in New York, and I, which is the feeding school into the New York City Ballet. Um, so I was doing a Broadway show called The Music Man there when I was 11. And I would go take at this ballet school during the day. And at that school, that's where I found like my love for it. I thought, I did not know ballet could be like this. And it was the repertoire that we got to dance. So I felt like I got to do all of my styles, even though I was like in pointe shoes. We did jazzy ballets or we had contemporary choreographers come. So it wasn't just the tutus and the tiaras, which is what I thought ballet was. And I thought, wow, if this is what it is, like, I really want to try to do this. But it wasn't the easiest thing for me. It was the hardest one. So I have always had that mentality of like, I love a challenge. And if I'm not good at something, I'll work so hard to try and be the best that I can at that. Um, and that was, you know, instilled in me for my mom and my dad. It was always, don't do anything unless you're going to give 110%. And if, you know, it's a career you don't want to have, don't waste the position, like let somebody else have that. So it was always something that we always just took really seriously, whatever we did. You know, my sister was a uh, division one soccer player, and then I went on and I danced. So we were very different, but I just thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to work because I felt that all of the young dancers were like, who's this jazz arena coming in here <laughs> and trying to do ballet, you know? Right. And I could sense that. And so I was like, I'm going to work really hard to really become a true ballerina so that people can look and say, okay, she is a ballerina. And, you know, I think image and comparing yourselves and topics you probably really want to talk about, is really in the ballet world and dance world because you know you're in class staring at yourself in the mirror you know next to a million beautiful girls right and it's something you you really have to kind of talk yourself up and get into you know focusing on your gifts and I have a lot of sayings there but did
0: anyone talk to you guys about that as you grew up with teachers like was there a certain mentor or teacher or your mom that talk to you about that competition within ballet and jazz did like does anyone discuss that with the athlete or like you're always
1: comparing yeah
0: or do you have to kind of be like hey this could be super miserable unless I you know get control of my mental health and and take take the reins in my own life
2: you know it wasn't actually like somebody sat and gave a seminar and I think that now whenever I do teach summer courses or do teach, I try to bring that in because I do think it's really important. I I was lucky to have my mom like mm-hmm. right in my corner and always, you know, kind of always in my ear, like focus on being your own personal best. Like don't compare yourself. Like, and you need somebody to kind of constantly be giving you those affirmations and guidance. And I think, you know, I look to some you know, young girls who don't have that, and they really need that advice. So I do think it's some sort of, it should be added into like the curriculum in a way.
1: Yeah. Like you do a plie and you're like, I am strong. Yeah. I'm a good friend. <laughs> what is your yeah,
0: because- affirmation? What have you used in the past to, to really push yourself forward or change that mood instantly? I feel like when I use affirmations, it truly changes my mood right there and then and I come back to the present moment of what I'm doing
2: yeah I think my biggest thing is a lesson that we put in Katerina Ballerina the book mm-hmm. um and that is like to focus on your own personal gifts because Katerina in the book is she's not really meant to do ballet you know she's her little turned in her feet she has this crazy curly hair. And she can't get into that slick bun. She thinks, you know, that she needs to have to be a ballerina. But what we're trying to convey in this story is that that uniqueness and her being different is actually what makes her stand apart and what makes people fall in love with her because she has that love of dance that you can't teach somebody. You know, you can teach technique and we can work on the turnout and It can get a little better and improve over time. But that inner drive and feeling that makes somebody want to watch you dance, like that's what she has. And so it's constantly like trying to teach young dancers that, um, you know, if I would have just watched a bunch of YouTube videos of the most amazing Russian ballerinas who kind of just have perfect bodies and are just like made for dance. I would have quit so far, like so long ago, because I'm just not that kind. But when I look at it, and when I would say to my physical therapist, like, gosh, like, I just wish I had higher extension, or it was easier for me to do this. And she said, but Tyler, like, do you understand that because you don't have that, you're able to move with the quickness and speed that you do, that those people that have that kind of extension have a really hard time working towards. And for me, it's like second nature. Yeah. So that's what I try to say in my classes and by bringing on different ballerinas to show the difference. Like there's a ballerina can be so many different things. It's mm-hmm. not one thing.
1: Um, and we a, each kind a beautiful of- point because I feel like we're a prime example of we all have a gift and everyone's gift is different in this world. And when earlier, when you were talking about, you just love the music, it was like the rhythm was in you is what I'm like picturing you as a young girl, but we all have this gift. And back when we were growing up, we're a similar age. Individualism wasn't something that was celebrated. And I think that's what's really amazing about today is like mentors like you or people out in the community are like, you know, you have this inner power. Let's build the confidence up to share your gift with everybody. And for you, you know, like you could have been like, no, I'm a jazz hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> LA hybrid. I'm not going to do it or go for it. But you did it. Yeah, I, it think, just is inside.
0: I think that the whole and Ballerina is really a metaphor for society and like trying to fit in. Right. And I think that with Generation Z, they're like waving their freak flags in like the <laughs> kindest way and like living their truth. And it's really exciting. And that's why we're so lucky to like work with them so we can drive home that your uniqueness is your superpower. And that is what's going to get you to wherever you're going, because being cookie cutter, it doesn't no one really is drawn to that anymore.
2: No. And especially I started realizing that when like the new choreographers would come in, I could tell that they were actually drawn to me because they could see that I could do other styles really quickly. So in a way what I thought was like a weakness and what I thought people were judging me for was actually really my strength and the reason why I got cast in so many ballets. So that's yeah I really just wanted to kind of you know push that forward and highlight that to say like no be yourself and I think as dancers it's a voiceless art right so we're used to being told do this do this do this go to your spot and that's something I love I love to be you know choreographed on and to do it and respect the person in the front but I think it's also important for us to realize that We do have a voice and we can speak up if we don't like something or, you know, we can admit that, you know, oh, I'm, I'm not feeling great today. And all those kinds of things are, are okay. Um, and that I think before as a dancer, like in the mindset was never okay. It was like, you don't
1: say anything. Right. I have a question about self-discipline because that's something I need to work on. <laughs> so for anyone listening who wants to achieve a goal, do you have a simple, few simple tips to like start?
2: Gosh, it's so funny. Like, I feel like I'm almost on the other side of that spectrum. Like sometimes I'm so self-disciplined that it's a little hard for me to just say, Tyler, Like, just let it go. Like, I have to do it, try to do everything as perfect as possible in every, like, area of life, which sometimes makes it, I put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, But, you know, I always think that the older I've gotten in my career, I've realized that perfectionism doesn't really exist. And sometimes I think it's really great to use it to improve, you know, like, as like what I said your individual best um Mm -hmm. but like when I'm performing I used to be so worried about one little thing going wrong and if it did it would ruin like the next two weeks of my life you know and the older I've gotten and realized you know somebody doesn't want to watch a perfect performance they want to be moved and if something maybe is going off you know that's going to have them on the edge of their seat and to see what comes out of that you know little mistake might be the most exciting thing of the performance and so that's really helped me kind of live in the moment a little bit more and get out of my own head in that way and so that's that's kind of what I try to say to myself is I always say somebody gave me this saying um, a mentor of mine and it was like you learn the rules to then break them so it's (laughs) like you work hard in class and you get all the technique to then go on stage. And you have to trust that it's there. And then you just perform.
0: Yeah. Yeah, my uncle, he said something similar to me that was like, do it and ask for forgiveness later. And I think <laughs> I think that that really has helped us a lot, like growing a business, because you can't always just be like, waiting for the answer, or waiting for someone else to give you the go ahead. Sometimes you're like, feel the music, and you feel that beat, or you see that opening, and you take it, and, like, we talk to girls about risk-taking a lot, because I think that's one of the most powerful things to be coached on, is, like, you know, shooting your shot, and taking your turn, and and being yourself, and living out loud, and I think that dancers really embody that, and it's really cool. I I just, I think what you're up to is, like,
2: (laughs) really, really cool. Thank (laughs) you. I know somebody once said, too, like, you know the people that you remember in history you know you don't remember them because they were being like a good girl right you remember them for like taking the risk and doing that thing that maybe seemed impossible and I think that that's also good to kind of remember to yourself not to say you should act out I'm not no, saying right. that but just you know pushing yourself beyond what you think is kind of possible
0: we're gonna like see you on the news in a week and you're gonna like do a bad when you're not <laughs> supposed to we're gonna be like that was girl powerful
1: <laughs> yes yeah, so how, how do you encourage women who maybe aren't so confident or maybe afraid to dance because we've all taken classes where you see the woman who's like in the back of the room who like wants to be a part of it but is so self-conscious do you have any advice about building your mind body connection and just letting go
2: Yeah, I think honestly, that's what I've loved so much about the Turn It Up with Tyler classes because I feel like I've gotten so many messages saying I would have never had the courage to walk into an actual physical like dance studio with you and take class, but I've been doing it every day with you for like the past year almost. And that means so much to me because that's what it's about. Like I wanted these classes to be for everybody. I want them to be for dancers who need to continue working on their technique. Also, you know, there's 60-year-old women who are coming on now who are like, I used to dance 40 years ago when I'm putting my shoes on. Or, you know, I had one guy who looked like a football player who's like, I don't even know how to dance, but just moving my feet and it's I've really gotten into it. Now I want to know, like ballet is so interesting. It's so athletic. And that is true. Like we are athletes and I think sometimes people kind of forget about that they think like oh the prissy ballerina she dances on her toes but it's so athletic what we do and we have to kind of train just like the top athletes um but yeah I would just kind of say that you kind of just got to take that step and put yourself out there you know I I feel like and that's what I've wanted to show by bringing Saturday soloist on you know I've tried to have a range of people pop on to show that you don't just have to be eight years old and have perfect feet to do ballet. Like that's not what it's about, especially during this time when we all need to stay physical and keep our mind and body healthy, you know, while we're all like struggling. And so if I can give that to people right now, like that has been a really big gift to me that I didn't even know. It just kind of like fell in my lap just because I thought, hey, maybe people want to take class with me. And I never knew it would turn into something like this. But I'm so grateful because it's something I look forward to every single class. I know that connects every
1: class, in. you have hundreds of people on there, which is amazing because you're really changing hundreds of people's lives every time you turn on your phone, which is like the silver lining of what we're going through right now. Even I I laughed giggled earlier because I took one of your classes and I've never done ballet in my life. <laughs> but I was like, oh, and it felt so good to move my body in a different way. You know, it's like life isn't lateral, our bodies aren't. So it's like it was just really nice. And it was also a reminder like I need to open up my hips and I need to do- <laughs> I need to do exercises to open up because I was really feeling it.
0: Yeah, do you yeah. Know? about the emotional connection with like your hips and your pelvic floor in that area as a woman do do you know anything about that
2: I only know that like I have had a really serious back injury and a neck injury and so we have focused a lot on like you know the core and the pelvic floor muscles and really getting those strong so that that can take sort of the weight and the stress off of my lower back and um so yeah it's kind of like the center of all the exercises that we do and when I'm doing class I always try to tell people and the way my physical therapist like explained it to me because sometimes it's easy for a dancer because we're really in tune with our body to kind of know how to engage that right away but to somebody who's not always using their body, it's a little bit harder to be like, how do I find those muscles? I don't even really know. Like, "I oh, are those just like crunches and doing abs? And that's not. It's like almost breathing and engaging the the pelvic floor. And how she taught me was think of like where the zipper of your jeans are. And you just use that image of pulling up towards your belly button. And like, as soon as she said that to me, and what that's why I say in class, I feel like that image is a lot easier for people to relate to, even if they're non-dancers. Cause we all know exactly where that zipper should be, you know, <laughs> and you can feel it.
0: Well, Unless <laughs> you put your pants on backwards, Tyler.
2: <laughs> I haven't done stuff.
0: that. <laughs> question because I mean everyone obviously loves you for what you do and you put out there with dancing I'm curious what Tyler loves to do as a person outside of this whole story so who are you besides a dancer and a daughter and a sister
2: yeah I would say like number one is my family um and that's what I've kind of held on to during this time is I left home when I was 14. I've been living in New York since I was 14 years old. Um, and so my family is so close and that was really hard for me. I mean, my parents are the most supportive people ever. They would come up, you know, I don't know as much as they could within the year, which was a lot. They'd come and watch me perform, but I'm getting time now that I haven't got since I was I don't know, 12 years old. Like I didn't, this is the first Christmas I've spent in like a very long time with everybody. And so that's kind of helping me get through these days, especially when I get down I'm thinking I'm getting time right now that I'm never going to get back. And we have my grandmother here with us. Like we literally have all been together. So, you know, it's walks around the neighborhood. We have six dogs because we're all (laughs) at the house. So like, I have one. My mom has two. My grandma. So you know, I love my Cali girl, and we we take them. And my grandma and I, we look like dog walkers. We have like four <laughs> dogs on a walk. Um, nice. I love to go down to my mom's dance studio and kind of teach the younger kids and share with them. And she has a studio where the gate is able to be open, like a, so it's actually kind of like an outdoor space. So they're able to wear masks and I can stay outside and feel safe and, you know, get to get to teach them, which is lucky.
0: That's a gift for you and for the kids and your mom.
2: Yeah. And just, I feel so lucky that I have this sunshine here in California where I can be outside and dancing, even if it is kind of like on the street, sometimes making those little videos kind of make my day for you know make my lift my spirits for the day just because I feel like I have a purpose like you know to to kind of go out there and try to bring joy to people right now because I I feel it you know there's some days I wake up and I'm like this just sucks yeah like literally it sucks and there's no other word for it and so I don't know dancing has always just kind of lifted me up and that's what I've tried to to do to others right now
1: yeah. yeah we've seen a lot of research come out that's new about pandemic related stress and right now girls are like 50 percent of girls are saying i'm depressed or having suicidal thoughts which is really scary mm-hmm. because that's what our youth is saying so i feel like it's really important to be able to have that support system or find it some way so it's like, even though we're going through such a rough time, being able to like still teach girls with the door open, you know, or like being able to go somewhere masked and be out in the sunshine that that matters or texting someone, hey, how are you? We need our social interaction any way we can get.
2: Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking, I said, some of my best friends in New York, I haven't seen them in a year. You know, the last time we saw each other was for almost a year, March outside, but you know, that really weighs on a person. And there's some days where I'm like, I don't even know why I feel so bad. And then I think to myself, and I'm like, of course, I know why this is not normal. Like, we're not used to just being cooped up in one place and not seeing friends, you know, I know, yesterday,
0: I was not feeling great. And I was like, it's because I don't have any new stories. Like, we haven't done anything to be like, Oh, this is exciting. Let's go celebrate it. Or, you know what I mean? Like it really has been interesting, like this cycle of trying to keep up with everything and stay uplifted. And then actually being like graceful with yourself and feeling the feelings and not pushing them down and ignoring them because it's not normal.
2: And, yes. Yeah. And that is something that I really in my life have had to work on. I was always kind of the person who was like, I'm fine even if I wasn't, you know, it's like, okay, I'll just work a little bit harder. So I don't really have to deal with the issue. And when I had my really serious neck injury, where they literally told me I would never, I I would never be able to dance again, because it was so serious. um, A lot of the natural healing that I did was talking, and then body healing. And what I realized was like, look like what's between your mind and your heart your neck and Mm -hmm. so when I am not feeling right here and here I hold it here and I'm like oh I'm fine and so something I've really had to teach myself to say is like you have to be honest with your feelings and You'll feel so much better if you talk to somebody about it or even talk to yourself about it, but at least acknowledge that it's going on instead of just saying, oh, no, I'm fine, you know, and that was, I think, what ultimately healed my neck. And I came back dancing and, you know, I was told by six doctors I would never dance again. So it was like a big, a big thing. But I swear by you know, this natural healing. And I know that so much of it was me finding the ability to be okay with saying, I'm not okay.
0: Yep. I don't feel good. I got to let this go. I got to work through whatever this old trauma is I'm holding on to in my neck. I've got
1: to open up that throat chakra. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly.
2: And, you know, it was so hard for me at the beginning. Like I felt so uncomfortable. I didn't want to talk about the issues and all this stuff. And now I feel so okay. And sometimes our, our exercise would just be to sit in silence. And that was the hardest for me. And I felt so uncomfortable. And now I can sit in silence with my healer forever and be like, are you uncomfortable now? Because I can still go.
1: (laughs) What made you take that step to have a natural healer? Because sometimes people are like, no, surgery, 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 which is fine, but. I think about that was definitely
2: me like I was like natural healing that can't work like you know that I was totally that kind of person mm-hmm. um but my physical therapist who brought me back she's always very against surgery unless you really need to have it um she likes to try all of the opposite you know all the options and she has always her work feels to me a little bit sp- like I don't know spiritual like there's some I always say Rika, you're like a good witch. Like, I don't even yeah. know how to explain it, but yeah. it's more than just like hands-on therapy. Like I feel the, her energy, like when she's working on me. Mm-hmm. And so it was with her that we decided that this might be a good thing for me to also go to somebody that I could, you know, talk to that also does the work to try to do like the whole body. And so for nine months, that's what I did. I did both of them like every other day. And I don't know, then I got the MRI and it was like, all of a sudden, like, so much better. And it's not perfect. It's something I'll always have to live with, you know, and I'll have to keep up. And there's some movements I can never do. I have to be very smart. But I'm so glad that I trusted her and my instincts of thinking like, I don't want to rush into something just because these people are telling me like, I don't feel this is right. And I need to like, believe in that. And then I need to like, see if that's right. And if it's not, then I'll think about the options that they're saying, but something just didn't feel right to me.
1: Yeah, I know. Sonia loved the same thing, but with her, I, I had herniated discs in my back, but my spine, you know, they were rubbing on each other. It was, I couldn't walk and they told me the same exact thing. I went from my MRI and they're like, do you want to have surgery? We'll book you tomorrow. Yeah, they're and like, I was let's like, go now. Oh. They're like, let's go now. And this is at a sports, like a spinal injury center that works on Olympians and everything. And it's like, I was so shocked. I was like, I haven't even had time to process what's actually happening to my body.
2: And then mm-hmm. it was like
1: the fear and the scare tactic of, oh, tomorrow, you know, because you might lose feeling, you might do, you know, X, yeah. Y, Z. And I was like, I'm very holistic person and I do, I am spiritual. So I was like, I need a minute, you know, with my body and the healing process did take a lot of time, but you know, I'm, I'm very grateful. I didn't go like right away to surgery.
2: Yeah. I just, the lesson that I learned is like, don't do something out of fear because they scared me so much that I thought I have to do this or I'm never going to walk again. And they even had my dad, my dad, I remember after going into one doctor with me, he's like, we're doing surgery tomorrow because they scared him so much. And Marika was with me and she was like, no, we're going to sit and we're going to yeah. think on it. And yeah, that's one thing that I think is really important to get across to people is you have to do it when it feels good for you. Like, don't let anybody pressure you. You can listen to the advice, but you know, nobody knows better than you, your own body, and you have to feel good before you do something.
0: Definitely. Especially like as a youthful person too, that can give themselves like the, the time and like tune into their bravery to actually heal themselves because we all have that power. It's just, it does take time. Like you're saying, I went every day. I went every other day. It's like a lot of people don't have access to that kind of schedule so like a quick surgery might be their answer but it's like if you could just zoom out and be like what's really like the cause and the root of this pain you're just brushing over it with a surgery and you're going to probably be hurting sooner than later and like that's why it's a long-term healing to just dive into the root of yeah the pain and the stress on your body
2: yeah and my healer would always say like the body wants to heal itself. Like I'm actually not healing it. I'm just here to help it heal itself. Like we're just trying to figure the root of the problem and to make sure that everything is flowing and not sticking like right where your injury is. Um, And so I, I really believe that.
1: that. I love that. You said like in between the heart and the mind is your throat. Mm, So speak your truth. That should be your next Katarina ballerina. (laughs) Powerful message.
2: It is, it is true. You're right.
1: I'll have to write it down.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's recorded. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I think I know maybe what makes you feel the most alive, but we ask every guest to answer. What makes you feel the most alive?
2: I think movement. I think um, it's been the way I've expressed myself my entire life. Um, and I think that that's why sometimes during the pandemic where I do get depressed and I'm like I don't understand and it's because I'm missing that one portion of my life that I'm so used to which is performing and it's not like class performing is like I said where you get out there and you just like let it go and dance and so to be without that for a year has been really hard on me because that's where I feel the most free you know I feel like untouchable even though things go wrong you just feel like you're in the zone and there's nothing that can kind of take you out of it.
0: Well yeah, that is a huge natural high. Right? Don't you just feel like on cloud 9 walking on sunshine so, all day long?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's um the adrenaline is exciting, there's always a little bit of nerves, but the feeling after the performance you just know, so I always feel one so accomplished like so proud of myself that I like got out there I accomplished something and I just am happy you know I I just feel like I put all of my energy into those whatever it is half an hour or two hours on stage and there's just nothing I can really compare to it yeah that's awesome
0: next week is actually international day of the woman and we also are including everyone that we've talked to thus far in our Girl Powerful podcast journey. And our question for that day on March 8th is, what makes you feel most powerful? Mm. And that is like similar to Alive, but it's, it is different.
2: Um, well, a lot of my healing was the most powerful you can be is to be able to say no you know, and that is something I also really had to work on. Because like I said, I would always be like, Oh, no, I'm fine. Or if I didn't like something, or if I got offered something, I'd always be like, Okay, yeah, I'll do that, you know. And I really feel so much more like grounded now to just say what I feel like, if I don't really love something, I'm like, you know, thanks for thinking of me. But actually, like, that doesn't really fit in with the message I'm trying to you know, put across or, you know, maybe that would have been great 10 years ago, but right now that doesn't feel right. Or, you know, that's something that was so hard for me to do. And now it's, it's not so much. I just try to be honest with myself. And it is true ever since I was able to say, and I would go and I'd say, Rob, you're never going to believe what I did today. Somebody asked me something and this is my answer. And he was like, wow, don't you feel accomplished? And I was like, yeah. And whenever I started getting that, I started healing so much faster because I was doing things for me and what I felt like were, you know, going to make me a better artist and a better person and not worrying so much about, I mean, I, I worry about other people's feelings so much that I had to finally say to myself, like, You also got to worry about your own feelings Tyler because like if you're not being true to yourself like you're just doing yourself a disservice.
0: Oh thank you so much Tyler for being so open and honest with us. I think Anyone listening is going to hear a lot of themselves in your story. So thank you so much for
1: saying yes to us. because yes. I just <laughs> said no. Yes, <laughs> we- I love the message
2: you guys are trying to send to girls and women and just in general, just anybody listening, you know, I, I think it is really important the work you guys are doing.
1: Thank you so much. We'll end on we actually have the girl powerful card deck. Have you seen these? No, because like we mentioned earlier, a lot of times when people get in front of the mirror, they point out what they don't like or what they're lacking. So we noticed since we were working with girls since 2014, we're like, we need to change how they talk to themselves when they stand in front of the mirror or when they wake up and they're dreading the day. So we created this, it's like 64 prompts based on affirmations to do in front of the mirror. Actually, I pulled one for you and it's not shocking. This is what you got. <laughs> it says, I
0: walk with my head held high, walk confidently around the room with your shoulders back and strike a power pose. <laughs> hey, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny that you got that though. Like the, the walking proudly with the shoulders back, like a ballerina.
2: Yeah. Power sometimes pose. I do feel like girls, you know, they get a little like this cause they're you know, not, but it is, like, stand up and be proud, you know, and so that's good, I'll do that, I don't know what my power pose is yet, but I'll work on it, that's yeah, a <laughs> really cool one,
0: yeah, will you show us,
2: yeah, you do better I, than that, Tyler, <laughs> oh <That's> awesome. <laughs> I want your leg, like, up here, and, like, you <laughs> know, like, total, embody well, I'm sitting it. down, and I think if I stood up, my leg would probably leave the screen. <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll send you guys like a photo of what a power pose is. That fingers. would be awesome.
1: <laughs> Please do. Well, you are radiant <laughs> and beautiful and mm-hmm. strong, and thank you so much for spending time with us where can we find you online
2: um so i guess just the easiest place is my instagram at tyler peck and tyler's with an i everybody's always like spelling it with a y (laughs) um but i think if you go there on my in the link in my bio you can kind of find everything i'm doing all right
1: well thank you so much tyler
2: yeah thank you so nice meeting you guys
1: thank you Bye. bye bye
0: thanks to our guest. For more information on her, see the show notes.
1: Please hit subscribe if you have not already. That way a new episode is delivered directly to your feed every week.